What's going on, guys? It's your host, Daniel DeBrock of the Stack Strength Podcast. And today I'm sitting down with a friend of mine, Dean Guido. So uh, first off, Dean, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, really excited to have you here and chat about this. Can you give a little bit of a, a background of yourself for maybe the listeners who aren't familiar with you? Yeah, I will. I was like, I was actually caught off guard because I was like, how are you going to intro me? Because I know we were talking before and like I've done podcasts and I'm like, I think he's going to pull out the background noise, but I'm just going to see. Oh, I, I, I never intro people because I'm just like, they're going to do a better job than me. Well, I don't even, yeah, I don't even do a good job. Like I've, I've kind of reduced it over the years. And so like the way I've always described it is like I'm an ex, I don't know, ex college football player, ex teacher turned powerlifter, quit powerlifting. Then I became a trainer and then I owned a gym and then COVID happened and now I work online and nutrition. And somewhere along the line, the, the lines got blurred. Like I was kind of a bunch of those things at once. Yeah. But now I essentially do online nutrition. Um, and I, I've changed my Instagram name. So I, I talk about walking, I guess is probably what I'm going to be most known for, at least right now, um, yeah. which is like totally ridiculous if you think about it. But it, I'm kind of using that, um, I guess name to be ridiculous because everything is ridiculous and it's like it's my counter argument to everyone else's stupid arguments is i'll just be even stupider than they are and then hopefully catch some people doing stuff that works and and kind of be like the the one answer but like the trolling one answer but it might actually probably works better that's kind of where i'm at yeah. in terms of <laughs> yeah no it's funny because so that's actually what we're we're going to be discussing uh today actually is, is because um, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's such an underutilized thing. And then, and so many people, like, I guess this kind of goes into the conversation we were having before we even started recording, right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. when we talk about obesity, when you talk about all these things, and it's like, oh, it's not a choice. It is a choice and this, that, and the other. And then we just look at different demographics and it's like, oh, we have a lot of control over our health, you know? Yeah. To talk, talk like people can say whatever the fuck they want about genetics and all this stuff, and it's like in 99.999% of cases, that stuff is not relevant, it's just not, you know. Like, I guess it's a little bit too definitive, but you, you know what I mean. And when I say it's not relevant, I just mean that it's not, it's not enough to actually stop you from doing anything. They're barking yeah. up the wrong tree a lot. Like, I, yeah. I just had a podcast with Eric, and it was like yeah. we're talking about these thresholds that genetics and environment dictate a lot of things. Yeah. But like everyone's either talking about exercising more and or uh, eating less. Like it's, it's like they can't combine both. And then no one's actually talking about meat. And then there's certain things where I'm like looking at the research or even when I was essentially figuring out what stuff works the best in practice and nutrition was high flux and like how do you push – that and i was like why is no one talking about walking and i'm like i kind of remember it i told my mom she was completely stupid for listening to oprah and doing ten thousand steps like I, yeah. I i did that i'm like why would you walk when you could lift like i'm a power lifter i played football i'm like you fucking get in the gym and then and then somewhere along the line I, I i got i had a brain and i started thinking but it's just like i'm looking at this and no one's talking about like probably one of the simplest interventions you can do but the simplest intervention everyone thinks is like well i'll just fucking not eat that much it's starve myself and or go crush peloton for hours on end and then everyone they get results initially and then they can't maintain it and then they're, they're fucked and like that's kind of where everyone ends up and i'm like well, what why is like why is that the the first solution to this thing and that's kind of where like we have a lot more control but i think people don't understand the actual options because they've yeah. been fed simple in another form where i just don't think it's that effective when you look at environment 
Um, Because controlling food, you absolutely can. Like we can talk about that. But I think most people just won't. Because if they did, they would have already fucking done it. So that's kind of where, again, you kind of find that line. But again, yeah. yeah. Well, that's really, that's, (laughs) I guess we're going to go off on this tangent anyway. So (laughs) I, I just feel like a lot of the times the conversation around health and fitness is really, as much as, you know, and I'm going to take a shot at the evidence-based community because I think mm-hmm. they're just as bad as this as all of these, you know, quote-unquote charlatans who are peddling like keto powder and all this other bullshit because mm-hmm. it's like they'll re- they have just as equally, and again, I'm speaking broadly, not any particular individual because there's obviously a lot of incredible people in there, but I just hear so many conversations that are very one-sided, very disingenuous, you know, like, um, you know, some people just can't lose weight because they're genetics. And it's like, okay, but like, when you say that, what message are you sending to, to the broader public? There's no yeah. other, con- you know, you're like, some people have a thyroid issue, some people have this, but then there's no context as to, oh, by the way, this represents 0.5% of the population. So you're probably not that, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's just, it's a very, I don't know. It's a very misleading message. And I understand why, because people are like, Hey, this is a complex subject weight loss. Yes. It's, it's just like eat less, move more. Yes. It's correct. But then it's like, how do you get people to do that? And how do you get them to sustain that? And that's where it becomes more nuanced talking about the things that you were talking about, like right. lifestyle, like, you know, social factors, like all of these different things. But then when we don't have an accurate conversation, like even that question is obesity a choice. That's a dumb question. And if you ask a dumb question, you're going to get a dumb answer. It's, it's too reductionist. You know, you can only answer yes or no, and therefore, you can't and you can't say that yes, it's a choice because there are things outside your control. So you're forced to say no, it's not a choice, even though that's a very inaccurate answer. You know, it, we're, we're like it, 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 like people don't have that question in the fucking jungle. Like you, you know, reasons like they're not even having that conversation. So it's just like, and then like it's so complicated. But that's why I don't even like having that discussion because it's fucking stupid on both ends. <laughs> oh man. It's like, I, I've been, we're, talking to micro, like we're talking about a macro problem with tons of fucking, and this is what I was talking mm-hmm. with Eric, which he's one of the evidence-based people I do love because Helms? he looks at, yeah, he looks Helms? at all of it yeah. and then he, he's rational, but then he's also gets the micro gets the macro and he's like, yeah, I don't have the answer. And I think the point is, is that everyone wants to have the answer, like, which is kind of where my Instagram goes to is like, I'm peddling the answer, but I, I totally say all the time, like I'm willing to be wrong on this. And I think that that's where you get the fighting and then you, you can get evidence to support it a lot of times. And what sucks with the evidence is a lot of the studies only look at one piece or one diet or comparing keto to the, this shit. And it's like, th- that's what I mean. I'm like looking at all this stuff. And that's why I liked high flux. Cause when I started looking at what it was, was they, they, it kind of, they didn't describe it that well, but it looked at a lot of things. It's like, well, here's like a few variables we can put as one and then see what it does. And like, no one wants to yeah. actually have that conversation. They just want to be experts in one thing. Kind of like how the industry split between strength training and nutrition coaches. It's like, you, yeah, some people do a little bit of both, but then no one talks about neat and the neat will make a resurgence for a couple months and then it'll go away. And it's just like, why did no one think about like talking about all this stuff? Yeah. Uh, it, again, is it a choice? Is it not? It's like, well, does it fucking matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's just an annoying question, to be honest. But um, I mean, e- even for a little while there, I think you, what was your handle? Like, be more Amish or something like that? 
which which is an allusion to to the walking because uh, Amish communities. For anyone who is familiar with that with that data, well, you want to talk about the research. The reason why, funny story, I took that off is <laughs> my wife's in like um, she works for the city where I'm at. But anyway, she's in like DNI works. Anyways, long story short, as she knows, like what you can and can't say and like what's appropriate and whatnot anyways and she was like that's cultural appropriation and i was like obviously my first reaction is like fuck off um even though i was like <laughs> even though i was like absolutely right but i'm not conceding on this and she's like you should watch this video and i watched the video i'm like oh fuck, she's right but my argument was like the Am amish like they don't use technology so like they, they can't even they're not even gonna seek the name so like is it hurting anyone anyways i took that off um but the the idea behind it was it was based on that study but like i like to look at stuff in practicality and i think that that's where looking at a population level is kind of cool because you can see a bunch of those variables work like is obesity a choice like they're not even asking that they're just living and i like to see stuff where people are just existing um and we had this conversation with eric helms looking at spain versus like north america it's like vastly different fucking things so there's a million things but like there's not that many overweight people but with the amish there was literally like i say shredded but they're very low body fat percentage and when they looked at what worked essentially they work physical labor all day and their step count was I think like 17 and a half thousand steps which is fucking nuts when like the CDC average is I think around like 3,500 or 4,500 but yeah very very low comparatively and, and then you kind of look I was like oh this is a high flux study because the Amish eat fucking like 3,300 calories I think was kind of the, the average when you looked at another study but it's like so they eat like American averages and then they walk way more and they do physical labor and they didn't have an obesity problem it's like well I want to look at that like, the, the, why, aren't, why aren't we looking at that? And it's it's kind of like, that's where it started was, again, they just basically do more work. You can call it powerlifting or you call it walking, but they combined a bunch of stuff and they, they put more work and they were essentially in high flux and they didn't have an obesity problem because their environment dictated partially because they needed to make money for to live and all that stuff, but they didn't have that choice. They just existed, which I think is cool because they're not thinking about dieting. They're not thinking about obesity. Yeah. They're not probably not even thinking about health, to be honest, or their food choices. Like those are the, usually the people who are the most successful. If I've known anything with dieting is like, if you can get to that point and no one's at that point. And I would say like as a whole in industry, at least we're not doing that well. If obesity numbers are going up and disease numbers are going up and diabetes numbers are going up and the fitness industry has made the most money as it's ever made and has been the biggest it's ever been to me that's like hey maybe like it's not working but it works here and like what is the reason for that and that's kind of where that started with like maybe they just fucking be Amish and I, I I believe that like obviously there's some nuance there but like I would if people were more Amish it would be way better um if they had medical health care and stuff too because they just didn't there that's also <laughs> well well the thing is it's like Sure, sure, you can come back and be like, okay, well, it's not that simple and it is more nuanced, but it's like, okay, sure, it might be more nuanced in some contexts. But if you were to adopt some of those general lifestyle habits, yeah. you're solving like 85% of the issues for, for people. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, that's not significant. It's like, oh, because it's not 100%. It's like, that's a freaking great solution, you know? Mm. And And the difficult thing is that, you know, when you talk to people about this so so for instance i'll, I'll use myself in, as an example right like i've been super skinny i've been morbidly obese i've been shredded i've been jacked and then i'm like where i am right now where i'm 265 and i'm getting leaner i'm still a little bit fluffy you know but i'm uh, ifpb pro ish so that's that's the road you're, like, you're like a gym rat now like yeah a, a general population gym rat and so 
but I look at my lifestyle before, right? And when I was fighting, I was training six hours a day and I was in, worked in a restaurant, like fine dining. So I was working crazy hours and I was just eating whatever the fuck I could. Like I would literally have like cake every day and like sweets and just anything I could to keep, to keep my weight up because that was 165, mm-hmm. you know, at 130, 183 centimeters. So like, that's not very much, so, but I was eating literally more than I am right now at like almost double that body weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was, it was just like, I'm looking at that lifestyle. And then I remember after that, when I went to work in corporate for a while and then my other jobs and it's like, you tell someone like, Hey, you might make, have to make some significant lifestyle choices. And they'll just be like, Oh, that's no, just not going to do that. Like, it's just off the table. And they're like, well, that's not so easy. You know, like not everyone has your lifestyle. And they'll, they'll point at me, you know, not everyone works from home and is da 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 da. And I'm like, I wasn't like this. Like I worked for 10 years to get to this position where I could do these things. And it's like, does that mean that you need to be a coach? Does that mean that you need to train all this? It's like, no. But if you want to just sit here and say, Hey, I have, you know, that's too much. Then it's like, okay, well then, then you, you have no right to complain, you know, because it's not like anyone, no one is suggesting, Hey, you need to go from zero to this, to this, to this tomorrow. It's just like, Hey, maybe try going for a walk today. You know, how long? I don't know. If you've never walked before, maybe 15 minutes. And maybe that's enough. And then 15 minutes turns to 30 minutes, turns to 45, turns to an hour. Maybe that turns to also going to the gym. Maybe that turns to also maybe being a little bit more considerate about, you know, the foods you're eating and all. And it's just like, it just snowballs, you know? And so that's actually, I guess, uh, something that I wanted to talk to you about is like, how do you go about that process of, you know, initiating and then the iterations that come after that? Like as a whole, like in terms of messaging on Instagram, the, being a total complete dumb buck and saying do more, and then eventually they'll they'll get the point that walking is helpful. And from a foundational point, very similar to what you're saying is like I understand that environment's going to dictate a lot of times for people. And let's just say like people don't like they're busy. Like it's usually a quotation busy, but like usually people are busy, have kids, yada yada yada. Again, I'm looking at what's the highest leverage piece, and I always land on walking because again, if I had a choice, I call it pick your poison. But if between output and input. I'm, I'm going to bet the farm, like if people were left to their own devices, they're not going to fucking eat less forever. Like, and, and some people will, but every time I get that answer, it's fitness professionals. So again, fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck you. But no, the, I think the way I go about it generally is, is especially I work for a nutrition company and again, it's macro based and you can coach however you want and do whatever you want. But the way I convince people a lot of times is I don't, I don't highlight the fact that it's a food first strategy. I think food's important and I kind of, but people are coming for food strategies and I like to work on output strategies first and almost say like, you have to earn the right for it to be about food a lot of times, because what I find a lot of times is people who go after just food and lose weight in any context or whatever, try to get leaner or whatever, is like they always use the hammer that's biggest is food. And I don't like to go after that. I would rather do a, a, a very small, I guess, calorie cut obviously audit see where they're at it might be a big depending on the person but again a smaller calorie cut and raise steps while keeping exercise the same and so obviously that doesn't work well if they don't exercise so obviously can you find exercise and if the answer is no then can we get steps and if the answer is no then we go after food but if we can use that sequencing i like to get people consistent on exercise whatever that is two or three times a day and then with walking what's the highest amount you're gonna get obviously start small like you said 15 minute walks whatever there's a fucking million things you can do but find out what are you realistically gonna do not the 
I told you, you get 12,000 steps. Fuck that guy. But like, what the fuck are you going to get? And so if it's 7,000, 8,000, 4,000, whatever, that would be horrible. I would probably suggest higher than that, but get that consistent and then go after food in that order more or less, because most people believe in food and exercise. So I can get them on exercise being good. Walking is a little bit harder, but if I can get that consistent, then we can just use food as the knob and, or if results stop coming, choose, do you want to walk more or do you want to eat less as opposed to starting from eat less? And so I kind of go in that pick your poison route. If you can keep yeah. exercise the same, then you pick your poison and then, then they can choose whatever the fuck they want. And you can have that conversation because again, will they make lifestyle changes? The answer might be no. And then you'd be like, Hey motherfucker, like you have to eat way less. And like, that's the reality. And then now they, they understand reality and they can choose their poison. And at that point, I don't care. Do I think that they're going to be successful cutting food? More than likely not. I think it'll have to be part of the equation if they want to get really shredded. But I think you can exist somewhere along that lower threshold of body fat percentage, depending on your genetics. Um, I think you can exist there if you can get enough output um, while eating a reasonable amount. Again, getting there is the hard part, but that's how I would scaffold it a lot of times, which doesn't get projected on my Instagram. But I also get paid to coach. So like, I'm not giving all the fucking secrets away. <laughs> you are now. You can't, you can't message that in a simple yeah. term. I think that's the problem is like nuance and contextual nature of this thing. You can't fucking describe that on Instagram. And so anyone who like says my shit's dumb, it's just like, yeah, like it is dumb on Instagram, but so is everything. Like no one's actually doing a good job of messaging. Yeah. Well, it's like saying, well, a car is basically just wheels and engine and some sort of yeah. supporting frame. And it's like, okay, cool. Now, can you go and build a car? It's like, fuck, no, I can't build a car. Just eat a calorie you do that. Like, eat so. a calorie That's my biggest one. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. that's not any, like, and this is uh, so another rant. But again, eat less or calorie deficit or whatever. I think my messaging better. I think that in about, like, in, if we were to bet and we had the same person and I told, like, and we're talking, we watch them for the rest of their life. If, if it was, like, between being a calorie deficit and or eat less or walk more, I, I guarantee, like, I guarantee, but. I'm betting on the person who gets their movement up or their knee up to like a reasonable level. I bet they'll be more successful long term. hundred percent. I don't think people are going to change their environment because they get the answer that you, that they gave you or whatever. It's like, I'm not going to make any drastic life changes. I yeah. think eventually they will get there if they walk more. I think if they cut food up, they'll revert back every single time. Cause like they're, they have too many food choices. They, unless they move to the jungle, if they're not going to move out of their situation, zero chances yeah. they can last forever. Zero fucking chances. Yeah, especially when you look at like the actual impact that each decision has, because they're not mm -hmm. equivalent, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you get someone to walk a little bit more, that might present like a time constraint, which, you know, is a different type of constraint than maybe a social constraint. If someone is going out for, for, um, you know, business lunches on a regular basis, or just if they, you know, like, oh, girls' night or whatever, they have the beers with a guy every single week, or, you know what I mean? Those those things are super important to them. And if it's like, hey, do you want to give this up or do you want to go for an hour walk every day? They're going to be like, ah, I really don't want to go for an hour walk, but that's way less shitty than, you yeah, know, not sure. going out with my boys. And so it's like, all right, cool. And so maybe you start there. And I, I tend to agree with you, like, entirely, because especially long term, when you get someone active, they just start to feel better. And that becomes much more integrated as a lifestyle versus restricting food. Restricting food isn't a lifestyle. It's just a shitty kind of way to go about things, you know? And, like, it comes with benefits. Really like, limiting. 
yeah like physiologically like they're gonna like have better health markers like to, to yeah. a degree but yeah. what comes with that a lot of times is energy availability problems which again we'll call it adaptive thermogenesis but all the shitty stuff like they get hungry they reduce all the other stuff like the less and less you get with food the shittier and shittier it gets a lot of times even just psychologically telling someone they have to eat less they're already like fuck this shit with walking i i have yet to find a negative other than time sometimes it's a little bit uh like if there's an injury obviously that can be difficult um no one's really like saying their walks are shitty there's a lot more upside i find with a lot less shittiness and i i believe you can you, you can overdo the walking i can tell a story later i've 100 percent done that and you were a fighter so i mean there's definitely an energy availability problem at some point if you don't eat enough or you don't recover enough but like generally unless you're crazy it's Who's not reaching that who, who's I, doing that side? But exactly. But, but it's like, but like are you a, someone who really struggles? Are you yeah. someone who really struggles with weight or fitness? No. You're I'm only the dumb ass to the end. Exactly. You're only yeah. gonna get that out of the overly obsessive people who it's like, okay, well, they don't need walking. They'll they'll get that from anything. No, exactly. Yeah. Fighters um, are another good example. Like they'll do it, but again, they usually do it through fighting and under eating. But like that's what I mean. If you're not that population, like and again, the biggest argument against mine is like, well, I'm an athlete. I do this. I'm like, my messaging isn't for you. Like, should you walk a little bit more? Probably if you look at the research, you probably should hit minimum threshold. But outside of that, like, this isn't for you. <laughs> Just go eat more food and don't like get red ass. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, basically it's it. Yeah, it's funny. And one of the things that I like too, as well, about what you said was, you know, you kind of have all of these different dials and you're not hitting all the dials simultaneously, you know, because that then it's like you know you've you've played your cards that's it you've got nothing to do down the road when you start to stagnate whereas you're like hey let's try and get some steps in you know yeah. you start doing that and then maybe you look at an exercise intervention and then the food is last and then it really changes people's perspective because like you mentioned there is this sort of food focus where it's like if you tell someone they're dieting it's going to be harder versus if you tell them to intermittent fast or have some sort of time restricted feeding and then you're like hey you can eat ad libitum within these periods, almost always they're going to end up eating less just because it's harder to eat more food in a constrained time set, right? And, but but psychologically, you're not taxed because there is no real restriction. It's like, eat whatever the fuck you want, just make sure that you only start eating after 1 p.m. or whatever, and then you yeah. stop. And like, I understand that like that modeling isn't gonna work for everyone, but that's how I like to do my model. But it's it's more because it's a reaction to I guess the norm, so to speak, and like if the norm changed or the like the the communication line somehow people got that my way is better, they wouldn't come to me with this other way. But yeah, it's it's like they enter the matrix. The second they like their their narrative is flipped upside down, they're like, what the fuck? And if it works within the first two weeks, yeah. like I got them. Like if yeah. it doesn't work, usually they're eating too much. So, <laughs> but 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 again, a lot of times I don't get that because they'll be like, well, this guy is not telling me to eat that much less. Like. My last coach had me on twelve hundred calories. I'm on fifteen hundred calories. What the hell is going on? That's usually the 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 I guess battle I have, um, and that gets turned upside down if if I can get them to trust me. And usually my logic is pretty good. Like I'll explain things and have some articles and stuff. But once they're there, again, now 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 with the narrative is different. It's it's that's that's usually how I would do it. And usually it's just scaffolding it with doing food last. Even though, like, I know for a fact we're going to have to utilize food at some point, like you said, it's just that once you've exhausted that, I find a lot of times the second you start doing food psychologically, it's already fucked. And then when you actually get to the effects of what eating less food over time does, like you run out of runway really fast 
even though it works, except for yeah. the people who can do it the longest are the crazy people or the bodybuilders or the people who yeah. want to get really shredded and or the people who are really athletic and or are like professional athletes and stuff. They can do that amount of output and do it because they're disciplined because they have an end goal that's usually around a sport or some weird body image thing. Like, again, they can do that. Generally, though, like that's not most people. So I don't like to go after that if I don't have to. Eventually, we get there, but we eventually get there and then it works way better because we haven't looked at it. And the benefit to that is in maintenance, they don't have to do as much work because now we're because everyone thinks maintenance is we'll just increase calories and everything will be good. It's like, no, usually what happens is no one actually has weight loss maintenance. It's probably the worst done job in the nutrition industry, period. Um, yeah. I don't have to deal with that because their calories are already higher and their flux is already higher. We're just increasing calories and possibly increasing output a little bit, but they've already been output focused, which makes maintenance fucking easy because they are already doing the thing that is in the research determined to be weight loss maintainers, which is usually uh, uh, 12,000 steps, I think was the total, but like somewhere over 60 minutes of extra exercise, yada, yada, yada. They've already done that. So now they've already, they just have to attach the food piece to it and they're good. Again, I don't tell people that initially, but that's the way I'm going. Is I'm going with the end in mind. How can we start there as opposed to try to get people to walk more and lift more after they've already had a severe calorie cut for fucking a year? Like, probably not going to happen. Yeah, and there's a couple things you said in there that that I really like, and I guess I just kind of want to highlight again is like the first thing that you mentioned was um, getting buy-in, right? And and right. I think that that's something that's really important as well. And it's also, I don't want to say easy. But to some degree, it is easy if the individual, which most people have by the time they're seeking out a nutrition coach, they have dieted before probably several times and had a very mixed experience. And so you come to that or they come to you and they expect, hey, we're going to cut calories. They expect the same old, right? Yeah. Because that's what's happened. That's what worked for them in the past, but then they couldn't maintain it or that just didn't work. But that's kind of the common narrative around, around weight loss. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, has this happened to you? It almost ends up being like an infomercial, you know, like, have yeah. you experienced this before? Yeah. Try Lupron or I don't, I don't know what that word even is. Actually, I think it's a drug. But, it um, sounded legit. So whatever. Yeah. I think it's a drug. But at, at any rate, you know, you know, it's like, try this. Right. And so you say something that's kind of, you know, to some degree, a little different. It's mm -hmm. a little novel. It's a new perspective. And it does offer some really um unique but also very logical explanations for their experience it's like hey you've tried calorie cutting a bunch you know you've done all of this and we've got these two sides of the energy balance equation how much have you really tackled that and have you tackled it through something like walking because like you know if, if you look at like trying to get someone to do cardio or resistance training it's like that that's hard it is hard but yeah. i don't care who the fuck you are you, you can walk agree and it's it might be annoying but it's like dude toss in a podcast toss in some music call your friend and just chat or even like watch a movie on your fucking phone as you you know if you're walking on the treadmill right so it's like there's ways to keep entertained and it's very low um very low barrier to entry pretty much anyone can do that you know and, and then you start huh easy to track is my big one it's like there's, there's a lot of things that people don't track right when it's food or exercise like they suck at it steps it already yeah. does it for you pretty accurately yeah. like, you, you shit. and and that's such a huge benefit in my mind so i actually don't program cardio for many people at all like it's very rare because of exactly what you said i really like the the consistency of it it's like hey get x amount of steps 
And then I can look at their steps. I can look at their sleep. I can look at their water and their food intake. And then you look at their weight trend and you're like, yes, that makes sense. Or if they go up a little bit, you're like, hey, don't worry about it. You see how your steps over here were a little off. You see these foods, you're super high in sodium and your water is really high. That's the, that's the, you know, it's really easy to explain fluctuations and kind of get them to just chill out a little bit. And I find that that is a huge way of getting buy-in because it's, it's not the same old, same old. It's this very, it's funny because it is, <laughs> it's not new, but it is new in terms of like actually being accepted because as much as people talk about, oh, maintenance is so important or, you know, walking is so important. Fucking very few people actually do it. Well, and we're not people just mouth thing. off about it, but no one does it. I think like I had a post. It was, it was my post was pretty stupid yesterday, if I do say so myself. But <laughs> it was like you get two or three X, and I didn't say who I was talking to, and I basically had some tra- and they were joking because they know my thought process. But like, oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I mean, twenty five thousand steps, and in my head, I'm like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking like generally. But again, the reaction to the normal action. But again everyone's like i think steps i think walking is cool and it's gonna it's making it being popular but again mass has been talking about it. i don't think it's that popular i think it's gonna go away and people like again i don't understand what, why the resistance to it probably because it's time intensive but my point is is like when i were talking about walking more i'm not talking about like a 15 minute walk even though it's a good stepping stone when you're yeah. coaching people and yada, yada yada like i get that i do that but like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about fucking much higher like double the triple what the cdc averages and like most people don't want to hear that they want the lowest thing which i had this rant with eric's podcast is like the the research came out the cumulative review or whatever on um with the health markers it's like at seven thousand steps you get the most gains it's like 48 percent all-cause mortality and cardiovascular disease you, you pick that up by getting to the threshold as a seven thousand steps everyone took that as seven thousand steps I'm like, yeah, it's a great fucking starting point but like again that's most people are eating too much to even exist there. Like they need to do more. And I think yeah. everyone wants what's the minimum. And so I just be super outlandish to say it's more, but it is more. And it's not that hard to do. And again, in terms of picking up flux or weight, which no one else ends up talking about, is like it's generally more than 7,000 steps in practice, mostly because our food environment has changed drastically. Is 7,000 steps great? Yeah. But if you want to like actually have the other health markers from not being obese, I don't think 7,000 is enough. Is it enough for certain populations, certain people? Absolutely. But the people talking about it are the fitness trainers. Yeah, for them, it's enough. But like for their trainers, they're like end up putting it down to like the minimum threshold. And I guess that's my issue with the walk more thing is it, it ends up being, how can I walk the least amount, but it be more? <laughs> you know, this is the, the point is, is like drive your fucking eat as high as possible within the realm of your life so that you have a good fucking tool. 7,000 steps is not, that's like the starting point in my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I, I sort of see eight thousand as like the absolute bare minimum for yeah. like general aerobic health. Correct. Um, and and for me, like when it comes to weight loss, I'm usually within the ten to fifteen thousand. That's Absolutely. usually for people. And then if you have to go beyond that, that's when time does become like a legitimate constraint. And that's when I'm like, okay, now let's start maybe looking at cardiovascular training, or um, you know, altering your calories or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. For sure. 17,000 plus for vacations. This is like a, a insider yeah. trick. But usually, like, I, I, I'm serious. Like, I have most people walk between eight and 12,000 steps. But the, yeah. my people who have lost a lot of weight and have maintained it, they're 12,000 plus. It's actually right in line with the research, which is fucking crazy because that was observational. And then I'm going, oh, that makes sense because I've seen it. But vacations, if you can get like 15,000 to like that Amish level, most people can't 
like they they can eat whatever they want on vacation to an extent obviously but they'll come back usually weight neutral but that's a lot more logistics of time but if you're on vacation you got the time if you're in mexico you can get the steps and then you can be an yeah. asshole um so the you, yeah. you can be amish that's kind of where it goes the amish because they eat like assholes and they're they're shredded but that's seventeen thousand plus up to like twenty five thousand plus you're covered it's just you're probably not going to do that because that's like fucking hours i think it's like five hours <laughs> six no 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 no, it's a, it was six thousand an hour. So what is that? Yeah, it's, it's like, five, but like five hours cumulative over a day. Like that includes just moving generally, not like yeah. a five-hour walk, but like yeah. wise. I um, yeah. A lot of the times, you know, if you do have a client who goes on vacation, yeah, they'll either come back weight neutral. A lot of the times, they might even come back like a little under. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we were swimming and playing at the beach, and we were seeing the sights and walking around, and we went to the marina, and then we went here, and then we went there, and it's mm -hmm. like. Like I was expecting to gain weight because I was eating all this pasta while I was in Italy, and I'm like, yeah, but you went, you would go on these like long adventures, and I say the exact same thing. I'm like, look, if you're on vacation, go on vacation. Yeah. Don't worry about training. Like, take that time actually off. Don't half-ass your vacation and half-ass your workouts. Just go and be there. So the only thing that I want you to do is just generally be active. Go for walks, go sightseeing, do stuff like that. I was like, if you can do that, I'm really happy. If you don't do that, that's fine. Cause you're still on vacation, yeah. you know. And then nine times out of ten, they they end up exactly how, how you said. They're like, yeah, yeah, they end up remaining weight neutral if you have those conversations. Yeah, well, because it's an easy thing to do, and that's where it's like the reason why I like walking is like that situation is a perfect example. Obviously, if it can bleed into normal life, that's helpful. Usually, it's an eye-opening moment. They're like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, oh, you know how like I told you you should walk. You ended up walking twice as much as usually work. Go figure. But the point is, is like you can. That's a strategy that even if you didn't track that, again, the the foundation is like be more active get your output up it doesn't have to look like the gym it can just look like usually the the sentiment i use is like walking more but even being more active is more memories which is like super i, I i'm a power lifter heart it pains me to say that but it's like they end up having more memories like you go to spain and whatever you walk around you see everyone they're just enjoying stuff but they're generally active and it no one's really regretting it usually people regret going on the treadmill and looking at the the gym wall like that's yeah so but you don't have to do that. <laughs> you could do other shit. Well, that's the funny, funny thing too about like sort of gym culture, right? It ends, it ends up being like very kind of like this funnel, right? Where there's only, you know, there's only a select few things that you can really uh, pull from. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, gyms have been around for like how long, you know, in, in terms of like being publicly accepted, it's like what, 50 years, maybe, yeah. you know, it's like, longer. yeah, like, like yeah. and it's like people have been pretty healthy throughout life. In fact, the further back you go, the healthier they were from like speaking from a body fat perspective, percentage yeah. perspective. Right. And it's like, yeah, some people can afford food better or whatever, but it's like, people are also really damn active, you know, like we didn't have the internet. So we didn't really have office jobs. We didn't have all this tech stuff that was, you know, like making things easier. You couldn't order food to your house, you know, like everything was just a lot harder. <clears throat> it's like, why don't you know you just go back to playing games play frisbee it's like when was the last time you know i don't know if you you were an ex-footballer so it's like would you need motivation if your buddies were like hey you want to go play football no. this weekend you'd be like fuck yeah let's do that that sounds awesome and then you've got like you know what a couple hours of running around playing football being athletic being explosive and it's like that is fantastic exercise, but not for one second are you ever going to chart that as like, oh, I was really good. I got my exercise in. You're just going to be like, hey, I had a blast with my homies, and that's it. You know, that's part of the problem with counting this stuff. 
is like I hate that I hate that it gets reduced a lot of times. What can I do and how can I track it? Because I agree. I think like again, that's where I at least like walking because it's like it does the tracking for you. you. Don't have to you think about it, but it like gamifies it. But yeah, like it sucks that we have to get to that point where like that's not like we have to do that and like think about doing it where like you you should just do it for its own sake. Which is if your life is structured around that again you can talk about privilege and you, you're busy and all this stuff but i think like if you add more of that stuff in i don't think i think there's a huge upside to that and that's again not a sexy message but it's i have to reduce it to walking <laughs> exercising which sucks but yeah. like well, that's really better i don't i i've i have seldom actually met someone who legitimately didn't have time yeah. like everyone says that but it's bullshit. Like, it's, so the only people I've met is like yeah. coders with families or like people in tech jobs. But that's where walking treadmills come into effect. But again, again, super specific, hyper specific yeah. situation. There's ways, obviously. Again, if that's your life, and like, and let's just say you literally don't have time, then yeah, fucking eat less. Like done. <laughs> like then everything else is right. Like you just starve yourself and you'll lose weight. Yeah. But you suck. Um, drink a lot of caffeine. Um, do cocaine in like you know what i mean like you just but like, like so there is a way it's just like like walking could just yeah. be easier um yeah walking treadmills are helpful in terms it's, of it's it's just it's so rare that people actually like fall into these narratives you know oh i don't have time and then you just you, just basic needs analysis and you're like okay tell me what your day looks like oh man i work so many hours okay when do you start work this time when do you get off work oh like four that's well, a it's an eight-hour workday. Okay, what else do you do? You know, oh, well, then I got to go home and make dinner. Okay, how long does that take? Uh, about two hours. Okay, how long does it take you to commute home? About thirty minutes. Okay, so now we're at like you ended work at four and now it's six thirty. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Well, then I'm just exhausted. Okay, what do you do then? And then I just watch TV for us tonight. Okay, what time do you go to bed? Ten thirty. Okay, so four hours of just watching TV. It's like you know what make you feel less exhausted? Going out for a walk. <laughs> time is not an issue for you no yeah. and it's like it sucks like, that that and like that's the shitty part is like their perception of it is it is but like the the reality is is like it is going to be hard for you like and that's the point but it's going to be less damaging overall i think that's the communication problem is like to kind of convey that you have to kind of go through that process with people and that's where it's like i still haven't figured out the solution but that's kind of where I'm being stupid with the walk more because at least if they can see results or they can see that messaging, they'll ask themselves that question. You know what I mean? Like I do have enough time. You're right. Like I want people to come to their own conclusions because I find a lot of times if you scream at them, like they won't get it, but I'll still do it. Um, and I feel like if the messaging is even more, um, I guess, grandest, grand, I don't even remember, like even crazier. Like I always look at liver King, which is, you can see with my name, but it's like people follow that. Like, it's almost like you need to have a stupid fucking message. That's so big and stupid that they'll believe it and they'll do it because that's usually what works. So I'm just trying to do an ethical version of that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I need them to come to their own conclusions though, and ask themselves that question because yeah. no one really, like if they don't come up with the solution themselves, a lot of times it won't work. Like some things that's not true, but Generally, if you tell someone that they're not that busy, like they'll be like, fuck this motherfucker. Even though like, you know, it's true. I get a pass because I have a kid. I can be like, I'm fucking busy too. I have a kid. And they're like, oh, fuck. Now what? <laughs> you see yeah. my in round now. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, and it's, it's, it's funny too, because like when you look at 
people and then you look at their excuses and what here's one thing that i used to do i don't really find i do it too much anymore but i would like i would during during sort of the intake process you know i'll, I'll talk to people and be like okay so like tell me a little bit about your life you know where your stress levels at what's going on with this you know what's your relationship with food and you just kind of do the whole shebang as you normally would right and then you start talking to them about potential um avenues that you're going to take and you're like okay mm -hmm. so based on everything you've told me based on your goals based on your time constraints and all of this this sounds like it's probably going to be the most appropriate approach to, to start you off on and here's the reasons why does that make sense yes do you have any concerns about that does this sound like something you can adhere to yes 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 okay cool and then sometimes not always but sometimes it get pushed back mm -hmm. and it would be like this is the starting point you know the easiest you can be and i'm already getting pushed back mm -hmm. and so sometimes when they would do that i'd be like uh, you know, they're like, well, I just, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that. And I'd be like, okay, um, I, I don't, I just, I don't think that you're going to do it then. I, I'm probably not the coach for you, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, that, that's, it's kind of like a sales thing. It's like the, what is it? The takeaway or whatever. And very quickly they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, like, realistically, this isn't about me. Like, I don't care how slow you go. I don't care what process you take. I'm not trying to force keto or paleo or like, I really don't care. I just care about you getting results and you doing it in a sustainable way. Right. But if this is the starting point and you're already kind of saying, Hey, no, and we've explored it, you've said you can do it. You've said you think you'd enjoy it. Like you've agreed to this. You put the intervention in. I just made suggestions and you said yes. And now I'm already getting some pushback on this. I really don't think that this is actually something that you want, you know, and I'm not looking to take your money for something that you're just not going to utilize. So I think it's really important that you just sit down and, and actually consider like, hey, am I willing to take these trade-offs? And usually that just sort of like level of honesty with them is like, oh shit, it's kind of a smack in the face because they're like, oh yeah, I'm being an asshole. And they're like, yeah. no, you're right, I'll do it. And and there are some times where like, I'll be a little bit more dickish about it, but I think I can because that's just my personality. Yeah. So like, I can just, I remember um, one of my athletes, she's always like, Oh my God, like this is so, like this is an elite athlete, like very fucking strong person. And um, I'll, I'll tell her I want her to go up and wait on like for her top single. And she's like, no, that was so heavy already. Like, are you kidding me? I felt like I was being crushed. And I'm like, I don't care, go up. That's not what I told you to do. I told you to hit this weight. I don't care what it felt like. It looked great. I want you to go up. Like, but it felt so heavy. I'm like, your sport is lifting heavy shit. Do you expect it to feel light? She's like, no. And I'm like, so throw the fucking weight on. And she'll be like, seriously, like you're ruthless. And I'm like, I don't care. Stop being a bitch, throw the fucking weight on. Mm -hmm. But I can do that with her because I've built up that relationship and she's won a lot of, <laughs> of like uh, medals and stuff like that because of that coaching relationship. She's also a very good friend of mine. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like, Sometimes you just have to fucking shoot straight with people and be like, yo, you're just being a bitch. Like, well, never, you know. like, like in my ideal world, uh, like those are the people I'm coaching. Like, I, honestly, I know some people are like, I love the challenge of work with general population and helping the world and stuff. But I was like, I just like winning. And like, this is where, like, <laughs> this is where like, the argument of like, is cracking bad and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in my ideal world, I'm working with someone with like a pretty crazy goal and we're, we're just going to crush it. And the good thing about tracking is it fucking works. Now, yeah. does it work for Sally who works in the office and yada, yada, yada? Like, no, you probably have to kind of do the softer, like, spectrum piece of, like, yeah. more. <laughs> but, like, that's where the, your crowd or who you're coaching, and I think that's important, too, because I talk about something that works, obviously, but it's not going to work for some people. And, like, I love powerlifters and strength athletes because, again, their goal isn't about 
their fucking life like <laughs> whether like you fucking do this or like you're not going to get it it's awesome like i love that because it's like then you can actually use the science and use what works even if it's observational and just fucking crush it and i think that what that does is allows you to figure out how you're going to utilize that for general populations where like that's probably the harder thing but yeah like again i love that you can have that coaching relationship because that's that i think lisa lewis talks about it but it's that moment where like you kind of have that push and pull to coaching relationship and then you're like you're not ready and they're like, what i'm not ready i am ready and then you kind of yeah. move past that barrier but that's usually the point of inflection where with anyone you coach where you'll get to that point and that's where the breakthrough is and i guess my breakthrough is usually i can get them on this works because this is so vastly different that conversation we had earlier and they get results and then we've crossed that barrier yeah. I love strength athletes though, because you don't have to have that conversation. You can just have the like, you, you fucking do this, or it's not going to work. You ask for these things, like there isn't another way to do it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So that's, but that's being a coach, and that's the awesome part is like using these strategies. You got to actually use your brain, which yeah. isn't rooted in a paper. Like that's that's going to have a lot of experience. There's some psychological research to prove certain things, but like I don't know. It, it's it's more of a spectrum approach. And again, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but I, I love it. Like that's what I would rather do in a perfect world. Like the walk more thing. It's like, no, nah, get get twelve thousand steps. We're gonna increase flux. You're gonna have way more energy availability. You're not gonna feel like shit, and you're gonna crush the gym, and you're gonna be shredded. And you don't have to have this story where I'm fat because I'm a power lifter. It's like, no, motherfucker, you're gonna be at a lower body fat percentage at a lower weight class with a higher dots. Like, why the fuck don't you want that? And that's where you can use this stuff. Um, that's what I would rather do, hundred percent of the time. That's that's obviously yeah. hard. But probably yeah. more your audience, right? Like that's again partially where it's helpful in the strength in the strength world with those goals. That's where this shit is awesome. That's where nutrition can be part of the process to crushing it because they'll be it in weight restricted sports. You want to have the highest strength to the again the weight to strength ratio. No one like yeah. before where we came from in the time that we did it was like, well, I'll just get as big as possible, which has its merit. But now all the dot scores are going up because you get these fuckers who are strong, genetically gifted, and not fat. Like, yeah. Help. Yeah. Yeah. I I know, especially like super heavyweight guys, like um they benefit a ton from walking just because even because like they're just generally out of shape. You know, they're just generally in shitty shape and they're super strong, but then they need to get on a fucking ventilator if you get them to do like eight reps of something. You know, like if if I get like a lifter to do eight reps on a high bar squat or SSB or something like that, they're like done for a week and i'm like that shouldn't happen like <laughs> you your 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 like work capacity is shit you know and, yeah. and so it's like we need to get you walking more we start walking more now all of a sudden their rope capacity is a little bit better and then we start pushing volume on accessories and then from accessories and like doing supersets shortening rest periods and all that you know fun stuff then we start pushing the work capacity on the barbell specific stuff you know even if it is like a a, a variation of the main lift but then it's like that's sort of that, you know, or one of the potential progressions is like walking accessories than this, you know? Yeah. And it, 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 we come from a time like when I was, I started powerlifting, like geared lifting. I wouldn't say it's at its peak, it was on its downfall, and raw was kind of just getting big. But like walking was not, like people were in shape, <laughs> especially yeah. in the geared powerlifting world. It's yeah. crazy that like cardio kind of has made its way in. But like you said, you don't even program cardio a lot of times because honestly, the easiest to recover from is probably walking. And if you looked at the numbers these people are doing, it's probably less, it's probably like 2,000 steps a day and they're eating like crazy and they think exercise is yeah. enough. Like you're, you're not even exercising that much. You're, like your volume is very low. 
like comparatively someone with high volume and like yeah. fuck you could be so much stronger and i guess like once they started realizing that i think like steps and like low like zone one zone two cardio kind of has made a resurgence at least for the people who know because it, it works like and yeah. again if when you put strength as a motivator a lot of times you're going to do what the strong people are doing and they all fucking figured it out and i mean you look at a lot of the west side guys too and it's like regardless of whether you you know like them or hate them or whatever it's like they always had a conditioning element in their training. and you know they're always big on sled drags they're always big on doing just sort of all sorts of different shit but at the end of the day it's like one thing that i know louis was huge on is he's like man you got to be in shape to get in better shape you know <laughs> like and, and that's where they have research on it like that's yeah. where the exercise there's, i think it's only been replicated twice but like we talked about eric helms and ben house has talked about this in his new article but long story short is it in acute bouts of recovery like if you don't pass that threshold of like like i said six thousand steps you don't get as many gains as kind of the, the moral of the story so you're leaving results on the table which could be like like i said with louis with west side that you said they were always doing gpp or gpp phases or rotations and stuff and like the ideology behind that was like just be in shape and that's kind of what six thousand steps is is like get past the the sedentary threshold because otherwise these exercise belts whether it's powerlifting they're they're way more acutely stressful because your body isn't it is a piece of shit the rest of the day and then you just throw a massive bout of exercise it doesn't want to adapt as much so why would you leave that rock unturned as Lowy would say mm-hmm. is like like if there's a, a million dollars when you turn over every stone why the fuck wouldn't you do that because six thousand steps is literally not that hard especially for powerlifters easiest fucking thing in the world like you said it's a half an hour yeah. extra day dude. yeah that's not much if you want to get stronger how much percentage i don't fucking know but like why why would you leave that unturned makes zero sense well that's the thing it's like generally you'll end up feeling better generally you're you're going to improve your just aerobic fitness your ability to recover is generally better your body composition is probably going to improve and then it's like oh hey i you know i'm starting to lose weight and i'm actually not really trying i'm just sort of losing weight and they're like huh maybe i should think about my body composition you know what i mean it's like pretty much always you look at the you look at the people who win in competitions and they have the most muscle mass you know and so for all those idiots out there who are like oh muscle doesn't correlate to strength it's like you're not a strong person i can guarantee you that anyone who says that is not a strong person it's like it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard you know always the strongest guys are the biggest guys it's just always how it works in that weight class i love that you brought that up because that's kind of like you know, my background doesn't kind of come through kind of like we're talking about where your job lies. This is like, I came from that world. Like I was strong. I did. Power. I, I came from all the stupid shit that, mm-hmm. and it's like, like you said, I totally a hundred percent believe that it's like, if you're not like that strong or that big, like I don't honestly respect your opinion. And I know that I should, but it's just like, there is some element to this evidence-based stuff where again, there's a mix here in again trying to layer that on i don't know i don't know are they, but basically like shut the fuck up it's like you again most muscle wins and like why aren't you trying to extract like, well i'm not listening to the weak people evidence-based doesn't even mean evidence-based anymore evidence-based no. means what research papers have you cited and it's like that's not evidence that's one component of evidence and if you actually look at what the best available evidence is it's not always going to be research it's like how much research is there on steroids oh fucking none because it's not ethical so who are you going to listen to? It's like listen to the people who've been doing drugs for decades, you know, yeah. and, and it successfully kept Help people really healthy. You know what I mean? It's like that's what you need to look for, as well as the research. And so it's like 
And then you look at experience and it's like, oh, these guys are all stupid. They don't follow an evidence. It's like, I don't know, man. They produce like eight Mr. Olympias. I think they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, genetics and drugs. And it's like, but everyone else has good genetics and also has drugs, but they're not winning at the same frequency. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, this it's is like, why I like the walking and the cardio mm-hmm. thing. It's like, you can layer that on. Like, let's just say it's genetics and drugs. Like, I, I, it, let's just say that, okay? The people, it, all things be equal, like the walking piece or the conditioning piece and doing more volume, you layer that on drugs or not, like it, it's going to fucking work. And that's what I'm looking for is like stuff that yeah. always works. It's like, yeah, of course, drugs are going to work and they're going to be strong. They're also big, like all the same arguments apply, but like that, that's your problem for not doing it. But like, again, every stone on turn. And this is yeah. where like at least the conditioning piece or the, the base level thing can have that merit. And the cool thing is it is becoming more evidence-based, which again, if you're looking at all the solutions, which you do, like you're, you run in both crowds. And so that's actually probably the best to have both, I guess, yeah. ideologies in the same spectrum. But walking is becoming cool again. And I love it because powerlifters are becoming stronger. I don't love powerlifting. I think it peaked in that like big, like Oz lift. I was just talking to Stuart Locke about it. I feel like my peak for powerlifting was that big Australian meet where they had the Chris Duffin and all the gangrene, all the big dogs. Yeah. But like now it's it's different. But at least they're walking and they're stronger. I just don't. <laughs> it's cool. I just don't think it's cool. In some realms, I thought powerlifting was way cooler when it was West Side and it wasn't about doing cardio and just about getting huge. And then it kind of divulged. It kind of like went to like Pokemon and, and donuts. Um, but <laughs> yeah, where, where yeah. Like West Side was like like yeah. West Side was eight and, and, and like fast food, which is like yeah. it, it was just way more. I don't know. I I love. I love that. But anyway, I, don't, I don't know where I was going with this. Nothing to do with walking. Yeah. No, I was a little bit more raw, a little bit more hardcore and stuff back then for sure. But um, the funny thing too is like when, when you look at that, it's like how many world champions did Louis have that were from the same city? It's like 17, 18. It's like that's genetics. Like, I'm sorry, the probability of 17 or 18 world champions, don't, don't quote me on that number, but it's something around there. All coming from like one city. It's like, no, that's, that's a system. That's the environment. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, it's like, it's, you can't just rule that out with like drugs. There's no fucking way, you know? So, so it's like, you know, they had a decent system. They were like, get as jacked as you can be in really good shape and lift super heavy weights. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, oh, <laughs> strong dude. Like, like yeah. that's again, if I could layer on like the ideology behind that, but like in terms of like what could fix stuff is like, if you have like, this is where environment that if you want to choose something useful this is where environment matters and again i don't think most people are going to put themselves by choice into these environments where they're going to be successful i think that they're going to be stuck where they're at and that's where interventions that can kind of circumvent that is what i'm going after if i want to look at that louis had them kind of like you have your coaching athletes is like in the micro we can control a lot of factors and fucking crush it comparatively and like that's a solution i just don't think broadly that's the macro solution and i don't know if i care enough to be honest like i'm not looking to change the world but i think that again these things that i'm pushing or trying to push i think that they're helpful for both the micro and possibly is better interventions for people who aren't going to drastically change their environment like that's where solutions like walking or even like lifting or whatever usually have a bigger impact than just fucking not dieting i'm so happy i tied that in no it's 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 true and i think it's one of those things that i think there's also an element of ego around it you know because right at the beginning i remember when i first became a pt 
and I'd ask, you know, you go through the whole interview process and they're like, you know, well, what kind of exercise have you done? And they're like, well, I go for walks and I do gardening. And I remember just scoffing and being like, you're not exercising. If you're not doing Olympic weightlifting, you're not exercising. That was my thing. And then now I'm like, when people tell me they're gardening and doing this, I'm like, oh, cool. How long are you doing that for? And it's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's actually quite a bit of exercise. Like, you know, if you actually go and garden for like two hours, your legs and your back and your fucking, you know, lats can be real sore from bending over and picking it up and pulling stuff out of the ground all the time. So, you know, and, um, and so I think, yeah, a lot of times people are just like, oh, walking, that doesn't even do anything, you know? And it's like, okay, well, what do you mean it doesn't do anything? Like, what, what are we trying to do? And it's sort of when people evaluate it, a workout by how hard it felt or like, mm-hmm. you know, are you fried after? It's like, is that the objective? Like, are we looking to, to just feel super burnt out after a workout or are we looking to get stronger? Like, what's the actual objective? You know, and so if, if you miss that, then it's just, it's not cool enough. It's like, oh, I'm too cool to walk. I'm too cool to, and it's like, I, man, I go for walks every day. I go probably go for three about three walks a day, you know, mm-hmm. I like to put it up because I hit between 10 and 12,000 steps a day. Yeah. Um, and it's a good way to like break up my work because if I just work straight through, I hit a point where I just can't even think. And then one simple task takes me like two hours, yeah. you know, whereas if I get up in the morning, first thing I do, I grab a coffee, go for a walk, come back, get down to some work, eat lunch, go out, walk again, come back, work some more, eat, go out for another walk. And then I come back, work a little bit more, go to training, come back, and then I'm good. You know, it's like I do that. I find I break up my day. I feel way better, especially breaking up my work day like that. Man, it's been a game changer. I'm able to crush out like four or five times more work just because I have periodic breaks where I get to walk and move my body. I haven't found one example where like walking, like I, I can pull up like all these like, I guess, observational stories but like none of them is like this affected me negatively like i think it's you had a pad on always super positive like was it like so good yeah like thinking fast and slow the book this is a pad if it's a book but anyway it's like part of the book is like literally talks about how most of their best ideas came through walking and like i can sell this narrative in so many cases but like again there's so many instances where and i'm always looking for things that will kill two birds one stone well walking it's like it kills like all the birds (laughs) <laughs> it's just like there's not met much downside and that's where it's just like jesus christ people like make this make this great again i guess so to speak but again i don't i, I don't really think it's going to happen to be to be completely honest but maybe i think like this is where podcasts like this and talks like this and kind of the resurgence of it a little bit can at least get people to kind of flip a switch a little bit and like hey there's multiple ways you can use this thing like probably should utilize it but really what it comes down to is like just be more active which is like so silly that we have to go down this rabbit hole now to convince people because our society has changed so drastically that they don't do anything hard and now walking is a hard thing to do because like what um but i think that is more the problem and anything to kind of change that narrative is is helpful in my opinion i guess on the macro yeah well a lot of it too is just people have become kind of like coddled yeah it's so easy to be a human right now like even well, though there's like a lot of like diversity and 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 like I guess different spectrums of this, but generally we live pretty fucking well. Like at least if we live in America for sure. It's yeah. like you know people. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll hear about problems or like I'll hear about because even I have some friends who are coaches who have been in it for like maybe two years now, so quite new. 
and I'll see some of the content that they're posting and it's very like, you know, and you just need to do what feels right to your body. And I'm like, man, you know what feels right to someone who's overweight? Eating more food and not exercising. That's what feels right. You know what doesn't feel right? Going into a gym, feeling incredibly uncomfortable, pushing hard, having your muscles burn and then be sore for the next, like that doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, but sometimes you just have to do shit that doesn't feel good. And that's just the way that it is. You know, yeah. like does going to work every day and getting up early feel good? No, but you do it. Would you be able to make excuses about, oh, you know, I just, I just emotionally, I just, I'm not feeling like this is the right thing for me today. So I'm just not going to work. I hope you understand. It's going to be like, cool, you're fired. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like everyone has the time and, and the dedication to, to go to work, to take care of their kids, to do all this stuff. But then when it comes to themselves, all of a sudden that doesn't apply. It's like, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I truthfully, like, and again, like personally, like I, I do believe that I understand the other side of it. Like I a hundred percent, I deal with like so many general populations and I believe that they believe yeah. it's hard. And I, I, it's, and there is some situations where like, I get it, but like, I guess that's your job as a coach to kind of figure out how do you get them to snap out of it? Cause ideologically, I believe that everyone has the time for the most, I feel like they can make it work. There's a cost benefit analysis, but I think a lot of the upside is generally going to be positive. I could, I think there's very few negatives that they can't include it. As a coach, how do you do that? That's again for your coaching practice. Like I know how I do it, and I'm not the expert that's going to tell people how do you convince people to do it. All I'm going to tell you is that the highest payoff, the highest leverage piece is probably that fucking thing. And I believe that most people can fucking do it. Everyone's pushback is a bunch of bullshit. A lot of times, a big one, kind of similar to the post I had yesterday, about the two to three times. But I had one about like I think like twelve thousand to ten thousand steps is like probably the the best place to be personally like that's what i think and then they're like well i have kids and do this and yada 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 yada. and i'm like i have kids like it looks like instead of like sitting on the couch watching your kids play you go play with them like i can list off a million fucking examples of things that you could do just tell me you want ideas i'll give you a hundred because i don't believe in the narrative that you can't do it even with people with kids even people with the job go for a walk like you said buy a walking treadmill you know what get an hour less sleep like does that suck yeah like there's certain you can fucking figure it out is what i'm saying watch less tv i don't think i think it'll be definitely hard though and that's not what i'm arguing is that it's not hard it's just that you can fucking do it and that's the difference i think when you come off like oh like you have the time blah 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 blah. it's like yeah i believe they do but i also believe it's hard both of those things can exist it still needs to 100 percent. yeah i'm just looking for a post that i made on Instagram because like I started doing this kind of satirical post just because um I went over well. Huh? Did you finish it? I was like that probably went over well. Oh no, they do actually they're like some of my most popular posts now. Cause like so um who does a great job of this? I think his name's Boston Lloyd. Oh. The blue man guy. The which isn't Boston Lloyd the didn't he die? Oh maybe I'm just making up names and post name. He's the guy who's like, have a heart attack, don't call an ambulance, die like a man, or die, just die, be a man, or something like that, you know? Oh, that guy, yeah, like, I know, I know exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So I started doing like these satirical posts that are like mostly satire, but sometimes they actually have like a little bit of truth to them. Um, and I'll, I'll like make a satirical post and then I'll like actually kind of expand in, in the caption, like, okay, here's what's actually going on. And I think one of the posts was like, um struggling to stay consistent with your diet in the gym 
It was like, end the struggle, just quit or something like that. And, and that one actually got shared a ton. Um, it was more clever and quippy than that, but um, it, it's just like people, people get surprised by the fact that it's different. And it's like, did you expect it to be easy? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, when you go to university, are you like, oh, this is going to be a breeze? When you start a new job, are you expecting it to be a breeze? Or do you expect a learning curve? When you get into a relationship, do you expect it to be a breeze? Like, nothing worthwhile is ever easy. And so when people are like, but it's hard, I'm like, what's your point? Like, so? Is, is that your argument? Like, is there anything, like, what's hard about it, you know? Like, oh, well, it's da, da, da. and then really quickly, like, if you just ask that follow-up question nine times out of ten, they're just like, yeah, I just don't want to do it. And then at that point, you're like, all right, well, then this might not be for you, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's incredibly rare that I actually meet someone who's, who's actually well, like that. The problem is, and, like, this is where I understand the dynamics of building relationships and, like, different messaging. And, like, obviously, we nailed that that messaging doesn't work for a lot of people. But I think that this is where, like, people, if we're on the same page on, like, what works can have vastly different message with the same goal. They could probably reach more people. But again, I think that ego gets involved and yada, yada, yada. But it's like, I'm on the spectrum as much as I hate, hate it. Like the, the, you, it's supposed to be hard and you should figure it out. Now, is that going to be, is that going to connect with everyone? No, but like I, at this point, I don't care because I don't, it's, it's not my goal to change the world. It's like, I want to give what people, if people want to listen to what I have to say and they want help from me, that's what I'm going to give them. And at least it's consistent, I guess. Yeah. Um, could I do the other route? Yeah. And I do a hundred percent sometimes like I'm, I'm a softy sometimes too, but it's like, that's where I don't think some people are equipped, especially people that are new to this industry with dealing with that. Cause they don't have the experience to like have those multiple different conversations to get to the same point. They'll like, they'll have one hammer. And I, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm basically going with this. You can, you need to approach it with multiple ways, but foundationally, I do believe everyone can figure out a way to do it. That's how you get them to do it. Again, that's the magic. <laughs> Call me when you figure out how to fix that. Yeah. But that, that's exactly like you said, that's just coaching skills, right? It just coaching. like, you know, I'm talking right now and it probably sounds like I'm super harsh coach, but if you were to listen to like my video check-ins, it's yeah, not what sense at all. Exactly. It's it's very heavy communication. It's like Paul O'Neill. Yeah, I was gonna he was you ever heard of him coach? That's oh, yeah. almost exactly how I coach. You know, Except he's Paul, like Paul, Paul did it before I, I was actually coached by Paul. Paul got me to a four forty bench um at, at two twenty. So he's the, I'll shout out to Paul. Um, we used to be on ten twenty life together. Um anyways. <laughs> Paul is Paul is a very big dick on text. Yeah. He's also a very big softy when you talk to him. But yeah. I think that I like that mix. Like that's kind of where my background is in terms of like what I think is effective coaching. Obviously not for everyone, but like that's if I was to aspire to be something, it would be like that. Like hard when I need to be, but I also like. But he, he's probably more hard than I am. Like he, he said some mean things to me. <laughs> it's funny because he's the exact opposite. Like I always see him trolling his clients. And then I, cause I, I was, co I'm actually still getting coaching from him about nutrition. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's probably he was, changed a lot. Huh? He's probably changed a lot from then. I, I think it's because I'm like very hard on myself. Yeah. But he's like, okay, we need to balance this out a little bit, you know, but, but it, that's exactly my point. Right. Is like, he'll look at the client and be like, what does the client need? Yeah. What communication, what messaging, how do I get through to them? Um, what sort of progression strategy is going to fit with them and then just talks to them. And it's like, so, so ultimately like that's that coaching relationship that you're talking about where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, with one person you might, you might have to be like, Hey, shut the fuck up, get on the fucking treadmill, literally swearing at them. 
And that's how to get the most out of that athlete. Another person might be like, hey, you know what? Honestly, don't worry about it. Just chalk it off as a, as a bad day and just get back on. No big deal. And then we'd be like, oh, my God, I thought you were going to be so mean. And you're like, no, no, no don't worry about it. And you, you know, it sounds like coddling, but that's actually what they need, you know, yeah. because they're just like way too brutal on themselves. And, and you just kind of have to shoot straight with them and sort of bring both people back into balance a little bit. But those well, are two, like two different coaching paradigms, but that's just good communication. You know? That's why I like conversations like this because it ends up being like we can talk about the evidence, we talk about observational. But again, when it comes to was it rubber meets the road, a lot of times the people who are the most successful or even on these podcasts or whatever, they're the ones with the experience to then apply some of this stuff. And I guess this is where like the dichotomy between these two worlds is on both sides. They're I think they're fucking stupid a lot of times. And that's why there's certain people I listen to, right, who I know have experience either coaching or building products or something, but they're not just like weak, small people talking about this or talking about it and haven't coached the fucking person in their life. Like, again, I don't, not necessarily, I take it with a grain, I just take it with a grain of salt a lot of times because again, you you build that, I guess, eye for who are you going to trust and follow over time. And, and we probably both have made mistakes. Uh, I've listened to a lot of the people I probably shouldn't have, right? And I've looked at a lot of information and I'm getting a better eye for that. But that's kind of where, again, as a fitness professional, you kind of got to have that journey on your own. But I would probably fall somewhere in the middle if, if I was to give advice on this shit. Is like, don't listen to the Walkmore King. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like, even this podcast, it's just like, you have to come, you have to look at a lot of things and, and I get, build your own model in, in some regard. And I guess that that's where Paul lands up. Someone who I would aspire to in terms of coaching style is like, that's kind of what you want to see. Is like, yeah. he has multiple tools and multiple experiences to get the result a lot of times and he would probably say he's not qualified to deal with some people and that's where again people like my partner deal with a lot of emotional eating stuff this whole conversation doesn't work for that fucking crowd you know you know what i mean and so there's there's also that end which we didn't talk about but i'm not here to solve all the world's problems especially when you know what i mean yeah yeah and that, that's it's funny too actually this is kind of a little bit of a tangent but you look at where you know people will, will see a message and they're like what about this and it's like dude i'm a powerlifting coach I don't coach, you know, people with eating disorders, you know, like you'll, you'll just see like, and, and it's like, yeah, but what if, and it's like, dude, that's not my demographic, you know, like why, why don't you talk a little bit more aggressively to catch powerlifters? It's like, well, that's not my, it's like, well, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, like, that's exactly the point. It's like, you, you go like, you know, if I went to, to like Mike Tashur's page and he started talking about intuitive eating, I'd be like, what's going on? Like, what, what are you doing? You know, I'd be really confused about what it is that he actually did. But, you know, you, you look at people and like they, they end up just staying in their lane and those people would do really well. And like to, mm. to your point earlier about sort of that amalgamation of experience and, and like producing athletes and education, like, you know, you look at someone like Eric Helms, you look at someone like Paul O'Neill, you look mm. at someone like Mike T. And I, I kind of expand the definition of education mm -hmm. to be like not just what do you know research wise but it's like what do you know like what can what do you actually know what can you communicate like what's your actual understanding of these things and if you can communicate it effectively then that's also education even if it is informal in my mind you know yeah. and, and like these guys are like really well spoken they're educated they are you know they have the results so eric was a, a professional bodybuilder and then mike t was a high level powerlifter Paul is a pilot powerlifter. It's like all of them have generated like really awesome athletes. And so it's like they have the education, they've done it themselves, and they're producing athletes. It's like if you have all those three things, you're probably a pretty damn good coach, you know? It, 
probably pretty helpful to listen to that person. Yeah. And like and, yeah. for the thing that they're good at too. Like you said, if, you, if Mike T started talking about intuitive eating, I would probably listen to him based on his background, but I think it would end real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that was just sort of an example, right? No, like, but it's a good someone, example. Like, yeah. like, it's like there is levels to this stuff. And like, at this point, you're not going to come to me for strength coaching or program. Like I'm doing, I fucking change. I don't even know if I changed my lane, but I landed in my lane. But again, mine's a little bit more broad, but that's kind of why you kind of have to, as a, a fitness professional, figure out kind of where you're going to go. And again, that, that takes some time. And like Paul has changed his, Paul hasn't necessarily changed his, his lane, so to speak. But Paul does dieting and he does not, he does, he talks about walking and all this shit too. We didn't talk about that before. We were both fucking, let's get huge and lift lots of weights. And so, again, I also respect people like that who evolve as things do change and as they do learn. Um, and, and that's who I kind of look up to. Like, Chris Duffin would be a perfect example. Like, there's so many examples of people who have, who have changed and have added and have even admitted they were wrong. And that's where it's kind of, cool i guess i'm waiting to admit that i'm wrong about walking and i'm also willing to admit like a lot of these people would be willing to be wrong and that's where it's nice that's kind of where i like to live so to speak like kind I of it's, well, you could be wrong about walking though because it's just a tool correct i could be totally yeah that's the only claim as far as i'm uh, as far as i'm aware it's just like hey walking is a useful tool you should probably use it it's like yeah my my main i think like i was yeah. talking about eric and like I, i'm biased obviously completely biased but like my question i would want to answer is like could i think high flux like getting higher in flux whether that's through exercise or through meat and getting food up um with all the other stuff we talk about diet with food quality but like i think high flux is probably better overall for our current environment for people like i think if they can figure out a way and most of the times i think input's going to be around like for males 3200 calories ish right i'm talking about general population not strength athletes and for women it's going to be somewhere around 18 1900 calories 2000 calories i think if they can get their output up and more or less increase flux because i don't i think that their eating habits are going to remain the same i think it's a better way of doing it 100 um because I think everything else is about how do you get the people to be low flux? And I can't wait for more research to kind of stem from, I guess, more specifically high flux dieting and, and longevity. Because all the studies that I look at on weight loss maintaining end up looking like high flux to me. Like, and or the population studies of the, the, like the, the some of the population studies looks like high flux to me outside of the Hadza. And so, again. Yeah, well, all the successful ones or the majority of the successful ones include some sort of exercise-based component. Right. And it's usually at that and neat and then calories being a little higher. And I'm like, they're not high flux studies, but I'm looking at that through high flux lens. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't wait for there to be more research. And we'll be waiting. Yeah. Fuck forever at this point. So you just kind of have to do what you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at different environments, even like different cultures. And I mean, we were talking about Spain earlier. And mm -hmm. It's not really a it's not really a secret. It's not a shocker. Like. So I gave my car to my sister um, when I left to, when I moved to Toronto. Yeah. And now that I'm back here, I've just been walking everywhere. Um, and it's like, it's fucking annoying at times for sure. But I'm way more active. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, am I telling people to give up their car? No, but there's little things that you can do, you know, like, I don't know maybe bike to work if it's close or bike once a week or just go for a walk. I don't know. 
just like just finding different ways to fit activity in generally i think is going to be a pretty good idea and you can do it in ways that are pretty enjoyable like you know you talked about multitasking earlier i really like to listen to lectures so mm -hmm. I'm like i'm a big economics buff like i just find it so incredibly interesting i also really like physics but i'm not i'm not into physics in the way that I'm into economics, I just, I think physics is just really interesting, but I fucking could, I don't understand half of it, you know? Really? But like, I remember when I heard um, uh, Richard Feynman, uh, do you know who he is? It's like a no. famous physicist, uh, he's dead now, but he just super, super brilliant. He has this like huge lecture series, it's free on YouTube. And so I'll just like sometimes listen to it. And I remember when I first got interested in physics, it was like, I remember, finding out that like time was relative to motion and that if there was no motion time would stop and i was like wait what like what the fuck like you know you hear that and you're like oh that's kind of cool and i'm like wait no like i literally can't comprehend that like it's it's so difficult and then just little cool things like the reason why ice is slippery is because when you stand on it it compresses it back into fluid and it becomes you get this layer of viscosity and that's why it's slippery and it's like oh wow because ice expands when it's cold which is a really unique property because normally things shrink and all this other stuff and so it's like little things like that that kind of explain the way the world works i just find it so interesting and so it's like i can go out for a walk throw on a fucking lecture and i can be like wow that's really cool i did not know that that's super interesting and so it's like you know or you can listen to a podcast or or you can just jam out listen to music and use that as kind of a relaxation time i have to add a new before we end like did you, did you see because it's physicist super interesting to me. i'm like not as well versed but i watched i can't remember which documentary it was on netflix but it, and I don't, I don't know that one of the guys, the main guys is dead now, but it was like the astrophysicist lining up the satellites to get the, the picture of the black hole. And it was like basically a documentary on that. That's where I realized throughout the documentary, how fucked, how fucking deep physics can go and how fucked it is and how brilliant some people are that like, that made me realize that like, I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I was trying to <laughs> the black hole work and like they have, they had like fucking they had to coordinate a bunch of satellites which takes incredible amounts of work and data stored on hard drives to like get in binary the picture of the black hole and like just conceptually couldn't figure it out then like kind of all these physicists trying to theorize like they and realizing that they don't even know the answers and there's like walls of like fucking algorithms and stuff and they're like yeah we'll tweak this and we'll do this i'm like man there's a whole different level this is just a different level and like I don't know anything. And I'm, I'm we're bitching about calorie deficits. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the greatest minds in the world don't even give a shit about this. Like they're, they're just, again, yeah. there's almost this evidence-based stuff. Like it's just not even. Yeah. Funny. You're like, I want a six-pack, and you're like, how can we colonize Mars? <laughs> it's like these are two very different conversations. It's like we're actually very low-level. Uh, in, yeah. in, intellect here and like I, I, not that i want to be that person i actually like my life but like damn like there's some brilliant people in there and physics they're usually in physics or physicists or astrophysics because like that shit matters because they're looking at like like basically how do i progress and prolong the human race as long as possible like that's the real shit and like we're not even <laughs> i guess we're kind of doing that a little bit how do you live longer but that's a, another podcast yeah. all together yeah so well i guess uh, i'm gonna open up my new economics and physics podcast yeah <laughs> go for a walk yeah. <laughs> awesome um well okay that was uh, a fairly informal chat about um 
about walking and just a whole host of other shit. I don't even know. We just kind of talked about a lot of stuff, but it was uh, it was an awesome conversation. Really, really fun connecting. It's been a minute since uh, since we've actually chatted, so it was it was, uh, it was good to reconnect. So where where can people find you, Dean? Mine's pretty simple. I'm. I don't even want to say it. I like the at walk Usually, Instagram's where I spend most of my time. Um, I also work with Compound Performance, and so I, I do now. Jeb and Jeb's. Chip Stewart Johnston, we, we do a, a section on nutrition for there. And we also do education um, with the compound performance for nutrition. And then I also work at Stronger You. So if you want to work with me as a client, I'm at Stronger You. Um, just ask for me. And that's that's pretty much it. Basically, look at my Instagram, go to compound performance, and you'll figure out something there. Awesome, man. So all that stuff's going to be linked up in the show notes, guys. Make sure you give him a follow. Make sure you check out uh, Compound You. Uh, combo performance. I, I don't even know the, 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 they've changed. Oh, it. I, think it's, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, it's going to be linked up in the show notes, guys. Make yeah. sure you go check them out. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, buddy.